the occasional breeze off the ocean to alleviate the wet heat. But tonight she was suddenly cold with a bone-deep sensation that came from far more than just the temperature. Of course she was cold, she told herself. Martha was frightening her. Th- that whisper she was using, the cemetery itself, bathed once again in the unearthly glow of shimmering moonlight filtered through haze and fog. You still have it. You didn't drop the sacrifice. Susan told herself that the ominous tone was all part of Martha's act, but even so, she shuddered as she reassured herself that she still had the little vial of blood, wrapped so tightly in her hand that she had practically forgotten she was carrying it. Yes. You killed the creature yourself? Martha asked. Yes. Martha approved her answer with a solemn nod as she took the vial of blood from her. Now the black drink. Martha held up a small bottle filled with an inky liquid. Susan stared at her. It's herbs, child, just herbs, but they create magic. Susan wanted to refuse. What was the matter with her, she wondered. All her friends had gone to Martha for potions and palm readings. Martha did have a talent for knowing what was going to happen. Not only could she foretell the future, but sometimes she could also actually make things happen, and always she was an amazing showwoman. This was an adventure, Susan told herself, and maybe, just maybe, the potion would work. Martha was standing in front of her, smiling, looking as gentle as a kitten, as well-meaning as a doting grandmother. She pressed the small bottle into Susan's hand and helped her lift it to her lips. The concoction was sweet, not bad-tasting, but it carried an aftermath of fire that sent slivers of steel running through her blood. Suddenly crimson darkness descended, making a Stygian pit of the cemetery, a fiery globe of the moon. "'I don't want to do this any more,' Susan said. Her voice sounded like a whimper, appalling her. "'I'm sorry. I just want to leave.' Martha laughed, but the sound was husky and taunting, frightening her further. Such a terrified little girl. We're here now. You've had the black drink. The worst is over. It's time. The darkness lifted, and once again Susan found herself standing in the moonlight in the old cemetery she had walked through dozens of times before. There was nothing dark or terrifying or eerie about it. It was just a field of the dead. And still, she wished she had never come. But she didn't want to run away and leave Martha to tell the tale of her cowardice. It would be mortifying if everyone knew what a silly coward she had been. The things that were said about her already were bad enough. But what were her choices? Stay and dig up a grave? Or run out of the cemetery alone? Tamper with the dead, or flee through a haunted world of shadow and decomposition with no companion other than her own thundering heart? In seconds, my pet, you will be on the road to all that your heart desires, a passion and a tempest unlike anything even you have imagined. You came to me for help. You wanted magic. You've come this far. Don't stop now, not before you secure all that you hope for on behalf of your babe and for your own life. It's time, Martha said. She sprinkled the blood across the disturbed earth of an antique grave, 
then lifted her arms to the night sky, the very image of a druid priestess in a field of ancient stones or one of the voodoo queens of Jamaica from where she had come long ago. She was not a colored woman, but neither was she white. She had no definitive color, really. She was a pasty shade, like the moon behind the haze, and her eyes were a strange and watery blue. She didn't give Susan a chance to respond. She began to chant, her face lifted toward the sky, her arms still upraised. The words were unintelligible, a mix of English, French, Spanish, and something more ancient. As Susan watched her, she felt herself becoming almost hypnotized by the magic lilt of the words. It was as if her limbs grew leaden, and any desire to be anywhere else left her. The tombstones and vaults, cherubs and angels, even the great guardian dogs began to appear as natural a setting as the cozy parlor of her home, welcoming her. The low-lying fog, caught in the amber glow of the moon, seemed to...